Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to episode two of Tar Feels. Woohoo. I uh, guess we should kick off today with our rosebud thorn. Okay, yes. Jordan, what is your rose of today? Um, oh gosh, I have to think of one. Um, my rose of today is hopefully I'm going to be very productive later. That's kind of a bud. I don't really have a rose. Um, I've mostly just been in my house all day. I don't know. You go. Uh, that was very, that was so indecisive. I think my I don't have one. You know, today's a very tiring day. I feel like we're having more thorns than roses today. No. Um, I think my rose is probably that I went to my teacher's office hours for the first time today, and she was so friendly, and she helped me figure out this Excel sheet thing that I really didn't get before, and I was like, thank you so much, and she was really sweet about it. So That's very nice. I did appreciate that. Okay, what's your bud? Um, I think my bud is, oh, probably my pledge educator meeting tonight. Oh, I'm so, so excited. We're planning for invite night. We don't call it bid night in APO because we don't give bids. We give invites because we're a very inclusive and sweet organization. But we are, we have like a fun theme. Um, but yeah, so me, I'm meeting with my team and we're going to, plan our outfits and like our song so just for a little bit of context we can get into this when we talk more about EPO but we pick a song for invite night and we rewrite the lyrics so that they like apply to like our pledge educator team and our exec team and the rushies and we make it just like APO style and then we dance and we perform the song for I the chapter we're gonna do a dance oh we're gonna choreograph a dance that's oh another thing we did so. ours we didn't dance yeah it, okay so for for future reference just so you guys know Jordan and I were on the pledge educator team together last semester and we went up to perform the song and we were so awkward like no one sang in our group and no one moved their I bodies did sing. no I saw yeah, a recording and you that did? that is what has led me to Wait, want you have to, to show it to me I, I didn't have it I think one of the pledges showed it to me oh no um, but that's pledges, why if you're listening and you have a recording please yeah. send it to me please Jordan I've wants been really to see. wanting to watch it because I, I in my mind it was amazing it wasn't oh, it was no. so bad <laughs> okay, my is bud, bud is, um, let's see, my bud, well, I'm out of isolation on Thursday, which is and I don't know what else is my bud. I'm excited to go to, like, the last few rush events, I'm going to some socials, I'm going to the Habitat build on Saturday, Oh, which is fun. They rescheduled it, because last yeah. weekend it got canceled because of the ice, but yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. That'll be fun. Get some good service hours. That's so fun. Um, yeah. And then Thorn. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, I ran out of bagels. <gasps> I know. This is really sad because I have a bagel every morning for breakfast. Wait, I'm a so sad. A little everything bagel with cream cheese. No. And I go to the store every week and buy a new package of bagels. Mm. But I couldn't go to the store because I've been isolating. And so... What's your favorite I didn't flavor? have my bagel. Okay, well, from the store, I buy everything, mm. but when I go to, like, a bagel shop, I get sesame. Mm. Okay, gotcha. I actually had a bagel today from Alpine. I haven't oh had one God. in so long. I'm so jealous. It was really good. Um, I love Alpine. That should have been my rose. That's amazing. What did you get? <laughs> I got the Jerry Garcia. Ooh, yum. It has um, avocado, lettuce, tomato, onion, and hummus. I think my thorn is probably... 
I've just been feeling so tired today. Mm. Really sluggish. Oh. I talked about this yesterday, but... Call back to our snooze conversation yesterday. This I morning know. I snoozed for an hour. Jordan, you're crazy. It no, I'm kidding. really That's bad. I, the opposite happened to me this morning. I kept My alarm went off and dream. I like, woke up right away. I love that for you. It, yes. I think I was so scared because my alarm was so, like, I made it really aggressive this morning. Mm. Do you change the sound every morning? If I am, if I have to get up really early, I make it more aggressive. Mine is the same sound every single morning. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. Wait, I have a really important question to ask you. Okay. Um, today, Isabel was talking to me about how there's different types of Wordle players and how there's a right and a wrong type of Wordle player. And just for okay. just for context, this is like a little word game. I feel like most people play it, but yeah. we like have a little. Did group you see chat. that it was bought by the New York Times? I did. I did. What I do you think about that? that? I think that's fire. I can't wait when it's a part of the okay, little conglomerate of games. I just hope that you games. don't have to pay a subscription to play it. Um, yeah, I will ride in the streets. That'll be really annoying. I haven't done the one for today, so don't expose it. But you've been sending them since midnight last night. I know. I haven't had a chance to. Okay, I've been busy. I was asleep at midnight. Um, Let me see what it was today. I'm not going to tell you. Don't I'm not going to tell you. Jordan. I'm just going to see how long it took me. Well, basically, my Ooh, roommate Isabel identified um, that there's two different types, and one is right and one is wrong. Okay. There's the people that use the same starter word every single day because it works for them. And then there's people that switch it up every single day. Isabel is the latter, and that is apparently the correct one. She says she'll take words from like her surroundings and like switch it up every day. But I feel like you're the type of I think that's person. risky business. And I, Chelsea told me that this one of our friends we play Wordle with, she told me that one of the words that people play with is adieu, like A-D-I-E-U, mm-hmm. and that is my starting word every day. And then if I don't get enough through that, like if that gives me like nothing, if that gives me like one letter, I'll usually like make up another word, but if that gives me nothing, then my next one is story mm. because it has the two other vowels and S, T, and R. Ooh, that's a good tactic. Yeah. Um, Dude, uh, but I've also heard different start words like soar, like S-O-A-R-E, and also arise. Mm-hmm. I've heard that's a good one. Do you, what do you do? I've been doing a do. Okay, um, yeah. But I stand a do. Polly used, my, our other roommate Polly uses opium, and she said that one's pretty good. Opium? Yeah. <gasps> I guess that has a lot of vowels in it. It does. That's funny. I haven't yeah. heard that. It's a pretty good one. Anyway. Okay. Well, today we're going to be talking about... Just like our experience at UNC, our, I mean, obviously our last episode, we just like were telling you guys a little bit about us and like, you know, what we're into and our interests and like who we are as people. But obviously, based on like the name of this podcast and stuff, we are both UNC Chapel Hill students. And that's how Jordan and I met was in college our freshman year. And we <laughs> thought it would be fun to talk to y'all just about our experiences like at UNC and um, just give you like a little recap of our like college experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. yeah. Okay, so I want to start off with like a process, like our process, like applying to colleges and like choosing what colleges we want to go to, but oh, also yeah. maybe like what were we like in high school? Oh, totally. Just a little little summary. Oh, for where sure. we were like senior year, we we're applying to colleges. I feel like we were so different. We so definitely we s- were. Let's start with high school. Okay. Um, Where did you go to high school? I went to a school in Raleigh called Enloe. And it's a public school. It is. Okay. So basically in Raleigh, there's like two huge rival public schools. There's Broughton and then Enloe, which what's really cool is Broughton. Um, Hunter Schaefer went there, who is like the star from Euphoria. Um, she plays Jules. Okay, well, most other people will think this is really cool because they'll know who she is. Is she related to Sophie Schaefer? No. Oh. But... 
yeah, so, but I did not go to the same school as Hunter Schaefer. I went to the rival school, um, but it was basically just a really big public school near downtown Raleigh. Like how, like how many people were in your class? Mm, I don't really know how many people were in my graduating class, but I think there were around 600 people at my school. 600 in your whole school? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Which I feel like is like, like moderately sized, not huge, not tiny. Anyways, I feel like in high school, um, I really did not like high school. It was like not... It was not my time in life. I went to a charter middle school that was really small and it was very into like service-based learning and like experiential education. So we never took exams or anything like that. So when I got to That's high so school, fun. a lot of the like bigger public middle schools, they like fed into the high school that I went to. So I didn't know anyone and everyone else knew each other because they had all been to like the same schools. And so I really struggled, especially my freshman year, to like meet people and make friends because there were kind of already these groups established. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was just really hard. I got involved with chorus though. Um, I did chorus all four years of high school and I met a lot of my good friends through that because that's like more of a fun class and the same people take it every year. So like you can kind of like see the same people around all the time. Yeah. But I honestly spent a lot of time like focusing on school just because, you know, didn't really have a whole lot of like social life going on for most of the beginning of high school at least. But it was definitely was a very competitive high school. Like people were taking anywhere from like three to like honestly six AP classes a year. I knew people that took every single class AP, which was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, did you do that? Yeah. Oh, Jordan. <laughs> Jordan's so crazy. But yeah, I I definitely, I, I feel like I was like pretty average though in high school. I mean, I I did really well in school. Um, I'd say this like in a totally humble way. Like it's not, I, I feel like I just put a lot of time and energy into school. Um, so I, my GPA was like, I think I only got one B in high school. Would you also say looking, like, I think looking back, there was a lot of great inflation at my high school. Would you say that? Like compared to college? Oh, yeah. Like you, if you failed an exam, you could go back in and do like great, like test corrections. Yes. And they would like- Well, for some teachers. yeah. Yeah, for some. And that obviously, so that was a huge adjustment when I got to college is like- um, if you fill an exam here, you're failing the class. Whereas like in high school, they give you a lot of chances to like make up for it. But, um, I think in high school, if you're putting in that effort, like if you don't do well on an exam, there would be some people that obviously wouldn't go in and like put the effort into the test mm-hmm. corrections or, yeah, the, or do like the extra credit assignments to try to do X. Like, I feel like even if I didn't do super well, I was putting in so much effort to bring my grade up if I didn't do well, or just putting, always putting in those extra like yeah. steps. There's always like tutorial Oh, Did y'all yeah. call office hours tutorial in high school? No. My teachers did. And it would oh. be like before school. I would go to school at like 7.30 a.m. for tutorial. Uh, that is so weird. We did not have that. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. Okay, but you're still good friends with Megan and Kate. You're like your best friends from high school. Well, so I think Kate, that's really good. I knew from my childhood. And so like we went to the same elementary school. She did not go to your high school. But we weren't friends. And then we fell out of contact in middle school. And like because we weren't friends in elementary school. So mm-hmm. like we didn't talk. And then she was in my chorus class in high school. And okay. so that's how we reconnected. And honestly, we didn't really vibe when we first met. <laughs> and Kate is, for reference, is one of my best friends now. Um, like she goes to UNC. We're still great friends. But in chorus class one day, she came up to me and I was just kind of sitting by myself and she started just talking to me and I will always remember this. She was like, I think I had a whole like manic episode last night. I was just dancing around my room and like, she I'm just started so, talking yes. to you about this. She was like, I'm Did so you know tired. Well? No. She's like, I'm so tired because I was just all, all night, like just dancing around my room and like, I just couldn't sleep. 
And then I was like, well, what song were you listening to? And she played it for me. And I was, I mean, obviously, if you can't tell the weight of my heart is like music, she played like the best song I've ever heard. It's by this like really niche band called The Jazz Pills. And they don't make music anymore, I don't think. And I think they have like three songs. Mm, but it was awesome. such a good song. And I was very impressed. And I knew I liked her then. And then we just became <laughs> friends. That's such a cute story. Yeah, it was very unique. Um, Didn't you meet Megan through um, like knitting club? Yes. So I was also in a knitting club that my friend Kate, who I just talked about, ran. Um, so Kate was like the president of it. It was called Threads for Hope. And we would knit on Friday afternoons. And then everything, they like, Kate would teach everyone how to knit. And there were obviously girls in the club that like know how to do it. And they would bring all the supplies and you could learn. And then any products that you made, um, like with those supplies, we ended up donating to a women's shelter. So like we made like scarves, hats, those kinds of That's things, so like cute. to keep um, the women and children warm in the winter. It was like a really cute idea, really like really sweet club. Mm-hmm. And Megan was friends with Kate. Um, and yeah, Megan ended up, I think, becoming the vice president of that club our senior year. But I met Megan through that, but we weren't really that close of friends in high school. Like we went to prom in the same group and we like talked a couple times like at Threads for Hope, but we really weren't close. That's so we, interesting. It was because Kate and Megan both went to different colleges our freshman year mm-hmm. and then they transferred into UNC our sophomore year. And so when they transferred, we, they both like reconnected with me because obviously I went here. I like knew the way around campus and everything. And then from there, like Megan ended up rushing APO because I had just joined and I think just because we were in so many of the same things, we just became really good friends. That's so crazy to me. I always thought that you and Megan and Kate were like best friends in high school. No, I was barely That's friends wild. with Megan. And I didn't know her That's until crazy. my senior year. Jordan, what were you like in high school? Um, let's see. What was I like in high school? Well, okay. So my high school was also a public high school. It was called Grady. Okay. Well, when I went there, it was called Grady. The name has since been changed to Midtown High School, um, but it's in Midtown Atlanta um it's a public school and i think the whole school is like 1200 people so there was like 300 people in my graduating class but yeah my experience is kind of different because the elementary school i went to so it and like a few other elementary schools fed into our middle school but then our middle school was the only one that fed into the high school Mm -hmm. so the people i went to high school with i had been with them some of them since like kindergarten and then all of them since like sixth grade but Obviously, Parker was my best friend in high school, my sister, and, like, we were in the same grade, so we had, like, a lot of the same classes, we had, like, a lot of the same friends, we were in, like, the same friend group, um, and then, like, my other best friends in high school, like, I had either known them since, like, before kindergarten or, like, elementary school, middle school, so, but it was good. What else was I doing? Lacrosse? Yeah, I was doing lacrosse. I played lacrosse all through high school. I started in like fifth grade and Mm -hmm. then all through like middle school and high school. Um, I was the captain my junior and senior year or like we had multiple captains, but I was one of them. And I was really involved in our school newspaper. I did like Model UN for a few years. My sister Parker started this club called Ignite, which was like to get girls involved in politics. So Mm. I did some of that. Um, I was really involved in my church, which was like outside of high school, but that was like very much part of my like high school experience, I would say. Yeah, I I feel like high school was really busy for me. Like when I think back on it, I think like, how did I do all of that? Oh my god, I know. In a day, like go to school for eight hours. Yeah, I think about that all Um, the time. And like, yeah, like I was saying my school did the AP program. So, um, I mean, people could take like whatever classes they want. But I remember my junior year, I was taking like, I think six. It was crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Um, 
think the max I did was like four or five in one year and that was like hell I really mm-hmm. struggled with that I don't know I feel like high school was like a stressful time looking back mm-hmm. but I feel like when I was in the thick of it I was just kind of like well this is what it is I don't know there was definitely like a lot more structure than college but now we have like more freedom too so pros yeah. and cons so in terms of like senior year looking at colleges um did you know like that you wanted to go to UNC or how did your application and like college search process kind of go yeah so I was just like really indecisive when I came to colleges um part of me really wanted to like was really in love with this idea of just going somewhere so different because I didn't like high school that much and I really Mm -hmm. wanted to be like I'm leaving all you people behind I'm going to this great school but then also I did recognize that that's expensive and then there are such good in-state schools so I was like oh I, I don't know so I obviously did both so I remember I also I hate this pains me to say it but I really liked Duke I remember now that I look back, I think I really liked the idea of it because mm-hmm. I think it was one of those things where Duke was kind of achievable to me for some reason because it was in-state and it was close and it wasn't like an Ivy League, yeah. but it was it a really a good prestige. school. And I think I th- I looked at it kind of as like, if I can get into Duke, then I kind of made it. Like I, I, I did it, you know, and all of my hard work will be worth it. I looked at Vanderbilt kind of the same way where I was like, these are both schools that are like for some reason to me I put them on a pedestal it's like they're so good Mm -hmm. and I think I honestly kind of like didn't gravitate as much towards UNC because I just I grew up so close to it like 30 minutes away Mm -hmm. that it just didn't seem like it was that good of a school to me which is ridiculous to say it's such a good school but I think it's a different like when you're in state you don't realize how like now like national reach it has no not Um, at all as much as I did from being like an out-of-state student yeah to me I had to you it's just like the scope of it Yeah. yeah so like I remember, though, the day that I toured Duke, I also toured UNC. I did Duke in the morning, UNC in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. And there was such a, like, huge difference between the culture and the people and, like, the energy on the campus. Duke just felt, I mean, no offense to anyone, you know, Duke, but but also knowing people that have gone there after, like, now that I'm in college, knowing people that go there now. It's such a competitive environment. Like, Mm -hmm. I really just did not vibe with with the just the energy on campus at all and I remember the tour guides were very kind of stuck up like very much like I'm triple majoring in three different stem things I'm working in a hospital I've you know already taken the MCAT twice and I just remember being like obviously I care a lot about school that's why I'm here and why I'm applying to good schools but I also care about making friends and having a great community that's about more than numbers and like yeah. Just all of these really competitive aspects that I was picking up on. But I was still so hung up on, oh, it's Duke. It sounds better to me and is better for mm-hmm. some reason than UNC. And so I think it was just because it's harder to get into. Yeah. So I, I applied early decision to Duke. And I kind of knew deep down that I didn't think I was going to get in. Um, obviously, your chances of getting in are higher, like if you apply early decision. Yeah. But I worked on applications and I applied early action for NC State and UNC just in case. Um, And it's basically like the process of that is if you apply early decision to Duke and you get in, you have to go there. Like that's what Parker did for Tufts. Yeah, you have to withdraw your applications from all their schools. And so I ended up, I remember I was working at American Eagle and I I had a (laughs) shift that night and when the results came out. And I remember I looked like in the stockroom at work and... I can't remember. I think it's like, I think I got like deferred. I think that's when, so they pushed me to the next round of admissions. And it was at that point that I kind of knew I'm not getting in because my stats were 
good enough, I think, to where I thought I could get an early decision. But it's a lot easier to get an early decision. The acceptance rate is, like, so much higher. Mm -hmm. And I knew that in the bigger crowd of, like, applications where there's a lot more people applying, Mm -hmm. I really didn't stand a chance. And I really knew that deep down. Um, And I actually did end up getting rejected in the second round. But they deferred me at first. So it wasn't off the table, but I knew it probably was. And so luckily I would already submitted my applications for UNC and NC State. But I wasn't sold on either one of those. So I applied to also... It's a long list. I applied to Vanderbilt, applied to NYU, William and Mary, Davidson. Um, so many essays there were you more. To there were literally more. Which is, oh, I applied to UVA, um, and then I feel like there might have been a couple more, but yeah. it was schools that were kind of like comparable to that. Like nothing, you know, nothing crazy. Pretty consistent with those. I kind of knew once I heard back from UNC, well, even while a lot of those other applications were pending, like I hadn't heard back from those yet because I heard back from UNC in like January, mm-hmm. February yeah, because it was early action. I think I kind of knew at that point, like, okay, this is probably where I'm going to go because I knew I really liked it when I toured it. I liked mm-hmm. the energy um, and I liked the campus and it's beautiful and a good school, but it was just so affordable. Mm-hmm. Once I got into UNC, it wasn't even really a question. I was like, oh, well, this is where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Yeah, I feel like I didn't I didn't know where I wanted to go um and so I applied to I actually didn't apply to that many I think I applied to six schools total um but the first school I applied to was UGA I really wanted to go somewhere out of state I knew Mm -hmm. that um because I didn't want to go anywhere in Atlanta because all the major schools like Georgia Tech Emory GSU they were all like 15 minutes like 10 15 minute drive from my house so I was like I just think that's too close Mm -hmm. and I like already knew Atlanta, it wouldn't be like a new place for me to experience. And then UGA I did apply to because kind of similar to like UNC in North Carolina, it's like so affordable. There's like this huge scholarship thing where like you basically go for free. Um, But I kind of knew I didn't want to go there either because the majority of people who go there are just from like Atlanta and like the Atlanta metropolitan area. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of like when everybody says that like, Everybody at UNC is from, like, the greater Charlotte area or, like, just outside of Charlotte. Um, (laughs) Even though I feel like in North Carolina there's a lot more cities, like, a lot of people at UNC are from Charlotte or from the Triangle or from Asheville, like, Mm -hmm. all over the state. At UGA, it's just a lot of Atlanta Mm -hmm. and, like, Atlanta people. Um, So I just felt like it would kind of be an extension of, like, my high school experience. Yeah. Um, And not that that was bad, but I just wanted kind of to branch out on my own. Um, especially since like I'd had a twin and I feel like I kind of wanted like an individual experience. Mm -hmm. Um, but the only college that Parker and I applied to the same was UGA. She was looking like North, like obviously she goes to school in Boston now. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I was looking kind of like DC South just because honestly one of like weather, I am like not a cold weather girl. And so I was just like, I think if I'm going somewhere new, I would rather be in this area. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I did want to be closer to family. Um, so, like, now I can drive, like, six hours back to yeah. Atlanta. It's way easier for me to get back. And I was like, I think I want that, like, closeness to be able to go back and visit if I want. Um, I also have family in North Carolina, so that was, like, closer too. And then um, at the time, I was really involved in my church camp, which is in, like, North Georgia. And so I was also thinking, too, that I would want to, like, go back there throughout the year yeah so I was looking like DC down so first I applied to UGA 
um, like early, I didn't apply anywhere early decision because I really didn't know where I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. So I applied UGA early admission and then I applied UNC early admission. Where else did I apply? I think I did GW. I think Tulane I applied early decision, GW regular decision and um, University of Richmond. And then I also applied to American. I did go on a tour there. I ended up applying there because I really liked their journalism mm. program. It, they had like a really cool building. I remember it was all glass and they had like all these rooms with like the big monitors and like oh, yeah. looking back, like I'm glad I didn't go there. I mean, I didn't get in, but um, it was like kind of outside of DC, like kind of too far outside for me. Um, like even comparing there and GW, like I would have preferred GW. Yeah. But anyway, at that point it didn't really, I think that was the last school that I heard from and it didn't really even matter at that point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I applied to UGA. I got in there. I got into the Honors College, actually. Um, but then I still, I kept it as like an option mm-hmm. for, you know, like affordability and um, everything. But it was really too, it was really bigger than what I wanted. It's like 30,000 undergrad. Um, and it was just a very big, like, SEC football school, very Greek. Yeah. Um, and just like a lot of Atlanta people. And so I kind of was like, had that in my mind. Um, and then I think the next school I heard from was Tulane. I applied there early and I got in there, um, and I really liked it there. I think now looking back, I think that the party vibe and like the New Orleans vibe would have been not my speed. Um, but I did like it. I toured there. I really liked the city, but then I got into UNC and I didn't think I would get in because out of state is really hard. Um, or just like the acceptance weight is way lower oh yeah so I remember I was like shocked when I got in like that was the first one where I was like really excited like I saw it and I like screamed and I like called my mom and I was like oh my god I can't believe I got in and so kind of based on my reaction to it it was kind of like a like a gut thing I was like oh I'm really excited about this um so yeah I didn't decide where I wanted to go until like April 1st I think it wasn't like the deadline but it was pretty close to the deadline Mm -hmm. um but I kind of always knew in the back of my mind that I was, like, really excited about UNC. And I kind of just had to mull over, like, kind of getting getting um, past the, like, finances of it. Because I felt really guilty about it. Mm-hmm. Um, especially since my sister had, like, gone ED to Tufts, which is, like, a private school. So it was really expensive. And my parents were paying for both of us at the same time. Yeah. I felt like I should take, like, the more affordable option even though my parents were like, it's fine. Like we want you to go wherever you want. And then I decided to go to UNC. And then, yeah, by the time I got into like GW and University of Richmond, it was months after I had found out about UNC and Tulane. And so I kind of had a lot of time to like mull them over. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know, it was like they came in like too late in the game. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, yeah. That's how I felt about a lot of mine. It was like, I already knew about UNC. Mm-hmm. It was such I a found out. Yeah, we found out like January. Yeah. Like it's just... Like, so cheap, so good, and, like... And I I also think if you've had, like, months to think about an option and, like, picture yourself there, talk to people who've gone there, learn more, then if you get in somewhere else, it's kind of like, oh, wait, like, you're a new... You don't have as much time to think it over. I also didn't know what I wanted to study, which we could get into next, Mm -hmm. um, about, like, what we study and Yeah, so how did you, like, figure out, like, what you're majoring in? Yeah, so I had no idea what I wanted to major in, and I feel like a lot of people when they're applying to colleges, if they know what they want to major in, like, they'll look at schools that have really great programs and whatever they know they want to major in. Um, But so a lot of the schools that I looked at, I was looking just for, like, 
holistically good schools um, that had like a lot of good programs. So the first two semesters I took like mostly gen eds and I took, um, I remember I took like two anthropology courses that I really liked. Um, my first semester I took Comp 101 with Chris Jordan and then the, se the second semester I took Comp 110. I don't know if they still offer Comp 101, but basically I was in this communications class that I don't know why I registered for it, but I randomly did. Um, I think it was like a gen ed credit. And then it, it really wasn't geared towards freshmen. I think it was too advanced for me. And so I was thinking of switching out of it. And my mom had met this girl in her hotel when she moved in or when she was like helping me move in. And she was like, oh, my daughter's a freshman. Like, do you have any advice? Like what courses should she take? And she said she should take Comp 101 with Chris Jordan. And so I switched in that class from the comm class, um, and then I just really liked it. And so I took 110 in the spring, and then I liked both those classes a lot. And so I decided to major in it, mm -hmm. which I wouldn't say I regret now, but I feel like taking like 101 and 110 were like really good classes as like introductory classes in the major. But then after that, they just like really kind of went downhill mm -hmm. um and I think now that I'm getting into like the more specialized ones like the comp class I'm in this semester I really enjoy it's all about like UX UI design um but the like other classes that I took after that were kind of like the weed out comp classes but there were just like five of them it was a struggle but then I I knew I wanted to like have a minor or like double major um like I didn't just want to do like one major so I was really involved in my newspaper in high school. So I was interested in the journalism program. So the fall of my sophomore year, I applied to the J school and I took um, writing and reporting, Media 153, and I just loved it. I know a lot of people hate that class, but it was just like, so my jam. I loved it so much. <laughs> I know Ava's making a face. I did not she like that class. <laughs> I had the best professor ever. Mm. It was, it, it was so good. Um, and it was just like such a breath of fresh air from like the other classes that I was taking at the time. Like I was taking like one of the first like computer science classes that was really difficult. Um, and the journalism professors were just like so supportive and like, I don't know, they were, I felt very comfortable in that environment. I think because I had had the experience from high school, mm -hmm. um, but I just really liked it. So yeah, I got into the journalism school and then I made that my second major. I thought I was going to minor in Spanish for a little bit, but then I didn't like it. And I realized I was only doing it because my parents wanted me to. So I didn't. That's how I decided on mine. I don't know. So comp, I kind of came across like accidentally. I had like zero experience in it, but I really liked the introductory classes. And so I just went with it. And then journalism, I was like already interested in from high school. And so, yeah, I just really enjoyed it. And they're very like, they're very different, but they kind of balance each other out. You've had like, I feel like you've had like a journey with your majors. Yeah, my whole like UNC journey is crazy. So my grandfather is like a huge part of my life and like very inspiring to me. And he was a your mom's, my mom's okay. dad. And he was a physician. So I felt very drawn to that career because obviously it's lucrative, but also just because I've seen... Um, like my grandfather talk about it and how passionate he is about it. And I just really loved the idea of like connecting with different patients. And um, I don't know, it just really, I was really drawn to medicine for most of my life. Like even as a child, that's what I thought I wanted to do. So I came to college and 
I had liked chemistry in high school, um, like biology was okay, but I, I liked chemistry more. And I came into UNC and I like was on the pre-med track and I like was taking Chem 101 my first semester and I really messed up because I took 18 credit hours because oh, I didn't no, know why? that that was too much. Like no one told me, I didn't know. I, I feel like there classes, should be a max amount that you can take. Especially as a freshman. I don't think anyone should be allowed to take like 18 or... I think the most I ever took was 17, but like 18 or 19 I credit hours. I just didn't know. And also one of them was Is a lab. Is that six full-time classes? Something like that, yeah, I think. And I had a lab. I don't know how it worked That's out. Crazy. I think Yeah, so like labs for Especially reference your very too, first semester are college. only like... Labs are one credit hour a week, but they take so long. Like you meet for three hours, but you also have to do like... I remember spending like 15 hours on lab reports. Like yeah. they were so, so hard, so dense. So, and they were graded so harshly. And so I just really was like struggling. I was in way too many classes. And I think chem was kind of the one that took the most time. So it was always on the cutting board because I was just trying to like scrape by and do well in the classes I knew I could. And mm -hmm. chem was so variable that like, it was like, even if I tried really hard, I still might not do well. Yeah. So it just always became the one that I just wasn't putting effort into. I ended up failing Chem 101, um, like complete F. And another thing about me and that I didn't have in high school is I have testing accommodations. So after my freshman year, mm -hmm. I that was when I was granted them. I never knew in my life that I needed them. But I would take exams in classes that were like auditorium style. Like there would be like 200 people in an auditorium, people like jam-packed on both sides of me. I would have like a tiny little table to work. And I would be so panicked. Like people would be talking like before the exam afterwards like the noise of people getting up and moving was so distracting for me and I remember like during my final exam having like almost a full-blown like panic attack like mm. I didn't even finish the exam I got like halfway through because I was spending so much time just freaking out about how you know other people and I was getting so distracted yeah and I realized like part of it is I needed to be working harder and taking less classes but I also realized I just really needed the space to take an exam without the distractions of other people. Mm -hmm. So once I did that, luckily I was able to get the first one like expunged from my record because it was very extenuating circumstances. Um, and I worked with a team of like, I had my therapist and my psychiatrist to help me. And like, I just really never knew that that was something I needed. Um, and I was also still really learning about you know, my own mental health and what worked for me and what didn't and how that like interfered with my own like academics. And so, Second semester of my freshman year, I took Chem 101 again, and that time I got an A. And so it was kind of like really showed me like, okay, I can do this if I like have this in, in the circumstances that I need um, and if I'm willing to like push myself and really work on yeah. it. So I stuck with Chem for another year. I That was my major until my sophomore year, and I made it all the way through, I think like organic chemistry, maybe like two. I don't... I don't know. It's hard because I transferred some of the credits over because I took one of them at state mm -hmm. online. But I think it was, I think I had gotten credit through two or something. But basically I had taken almost an entire minor in chem. And I realized like I just really wasn't connecting with it anymore. I really liked the like aspect of doing medicine. I really connected with that field. But I think I just realized I didn't have what it takes to make it through the major yet alone like all of med school. Yeah. I knew if it was something I was already doubting my sophomore year I wasn't going to make it through another 10 years of like studying at that intensity and like it was one of those things where I was just taking all of my time all of my effort and I wasn't in love with it and I think you have to be in love with it to like pursue it
So at that point I was really lost because all I had ever done in my life was work towards kind of medicine. That's what I had thought I wa always wanted to do. So I just had no idea what I was going to do. And I had taken Mijo 121 as a gen ed. And I was like, hey, I really like this. And I remember talking to an advisor and she was like, have you looked into the advertising department, like advertising and PR department in our school of journalism? And I remember her like telling me this quote, if you could advertise yourself, like if you can sell yourself to anyone in any job, you, you really can do anything. And mm -hmm. I was like, that is so true. If I learn how to kind of like communications or like business, I think if you're learning how to like market something or even mm -hmm. yourself, yeah, you, that can be applied to so many different things. And so I was like, you know, the journalism schools here is really good. I've really enjoyed the class I've taken in it. So I kind of ran with that. Um, and then my friend Megan is a computer science major and she absolutely loved computer science and I had taken comp 110 for an introduction class like for I, I had to have an elective for my chem mm -hmm. major at the time yeah so I had taken that and I was like you know I really like this and I ended up deciding I wanted to do the chem either the BA so like the major or the minor but at the at that point I was at the end of my sophomore year, so I, I had two new majors I needed to finish, and I had basically been putting all of this time into a degree that I wasn't going to use. And so I was just, like, really stressed. Um, like, there wasn't a lot of time, but I was able to get into the school, media and journalism, into the ad PR department, finish that major on time. And I was minoring in comp for a while, and it's actually just such a crowded department here at UNC it's really hard to get into the classes yeah. and they reserve spots in like the main track mostly just for majors um almost, well now it's entirely for majors mm -hmm. so they couldn't put me in I couldn't get into one of the classes because all of the receipts were reserved for majors only and they wouldn't put me in the class even though it's required for the minor so I ended up having to switch into a data science minor honestly that it was this year so at the beginning of my senior year which was very stressful but basically at the end of the day, yeah, it's all worked out. it really has worked out. It's a balance of kind of like creative, like writing with the advertising, but also just like still being able to use that analytical part of my brain with the data science. So it's really just like all worked out for the better, but it was such a journey and like something that was like really hard to figure out. And I still don't know entirely what I'm going to do um, in life yeah. and like with those degrees, but I've really enjoyed them and it's, I don't know. It's definitely worked out for the better. I'm glad I'm not still trying to pursue medicine mm -hmm. just because I feel like that's what I should be doing. So, yeah, let's wrap here and then maybe if we want to talk more about like you and because we're going to talk about we can talk APO. more next week because next week we're going to talk yeah. about APO, how we met, and maybe we can get into like some so more. This was about like classes yeah. and stuff. Maybe next week we can get into more like social UNC stuff too. Oh, yeah, definitely. We're like planning on doing a whole episode about um, how we met um and like our extracurriculars while we've been in college but we just want to give you guys like a good background on kind of like our journeys like coming into UNC and what that looked like and um mm -hmm. yeah and, and a lot of college is about like school too I mean it's not all about school but a lot of it is oh yeah so I feel like it's important to talk about like how we've gotten Definitely. from freshman to here yeah and I think it's also interesting because we both you know we have like very different paths of like I mean, we have similar majors. We're yeah. both in the journalism school and then both computer it's science, funny. data yeah, science. Yeah, we're both in the journalism school, but doing, like, the different tracks and yeah. then computer science, data science. Yeah. It's, like, but similar like, but still different. And yeah. I think we also, like, 
didn't ways come of, into college thinking we were going to do these mm-hmm. things, which is very interesting. Yeah, definitely. So. I would never have thought that I would be a computer science major. Oh, yeah. So it's definitely been, like, an interesting path for both of us, but still fun to, like, talk about and reflect on. So that's yeah. all we have for All today. right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.